Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are asking the question, do we need to know God to know what true love is? Fuller, you ready? Let's go. Fuller, what's up, my friend? What's up, my good buddy? Dude, it's weird right now, the state of the world. It, It is. I'm actually myself quarantined. So for showing sides of the COVID-19, so, the great and terrible. <laughs> the great and terrible. It's like a king. <laughs> so when you say you're quarantined, you mean like... I'm quarantined into my bedroom right now, which thankfully is a master suite and has a walk-in closet and a bathroom with a shower. But I am like socially cut off even from my family. Like for the past three days, I've been talking to my family through FaceTime. And that is the only interaction I've had with humanity. It's been that bad. Like that's it. That's it. All because of a sore throat, a cough, and a fever. Is, is there a little piece in you, though, where it's like, nah, this ain't it. Let's just, just, just screw it. Let's go. If it was any other year, I would have been like, yeah, whatever. But because it's this COVID-19, this this people killer, uh, I just want to take precautions with my family. My doctor suggested that I take precautions, and so I am, yeah. So it's very strange. This is day three for me of being socially cut off <laughs> from the world. And and we always record about two episodes per time we get together. So next week we'll have to see if you're still mentally sane or not. Yeah, today, or not next I mean, week, but in like the next two episodes. The, the date of recording is is Friday, March 27th, if I'm correct, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So three days in, the 24th was the last time I was I was out into the world. <laughs> So I can't even imagine, dude. Like, I mean, I'm not really quarantined. Like, I mean, I still went to Walmart and right, like stuff like that. I mean, I've been working from home like nonstop. Yeah. That's like right. all I do. I wake up and, but I did post this on on the social medias. But I have a new office at the house, so I have a home office finally now. So oh yeah, I at least got a comfortable desk and a chair and my all my stuff just like right here. The kids have nice. not seen it yet, so I'm nervous that since it's in what used to be the playroom. That right. They'll think that, that this is the play desk. Well, I mean, good we'll thing Evie, Evie's still little enough. You know, she'll be used to it by the time she's like Elliot's age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Elliot's just going to have to like get used to the idea of like, why is daddy's stuff right there? Like, right. That what is happening over here? I mean, it's, I don't know. Well, we'll see how it goes. We're, I'm, I, I'm picking them up he's, tomorrow. So we'll see. He, he's a pretty smart kid. I'm sure he'll be. He right. is. But the problem's going to be is like, you know, like every little boy, they're like, I want to be like daddy. So I well, need to yeah. go to work. So I'm going to go use daddy's computer. And it's like, no. You, you know what you need to do is you need to go get like one of them little crummy computers, like the little, like just like the broken ones from some thrift store. And just and like, set them up. That's his, that's his computer. There you go, man. Go to town on it. Dude, do you uh, set him up a little desk? Let them go. I think you have one of these. Um, it's like those little leapfrog tablets where it's like one side the tablet, then you open up, it becomes a laptop, and you can play games on it and stuff like that. Um, so maybe what we don't. have, 
what we have, we just got for Noel. Uh, it's the interactive like um, book, like leap leap pad book, where you open it up and it's interactive. Like you use a pen, but it's got like little a little thingamabob that mm. you know does all that stuff. So I, I don't know. It's kind of like it's more of a book than a laptop, but that's what we have. That's interesting because because like they, we have a. Well, I had to throw it away because even with new batteries, I think it just it, fried. It's been the proud laptop and tablet of two kids. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's been loved. When right. I mean by loved, I mean it's been beaten to tar. But um, no, so, but they used to open up, they can show us a laptop. So when we would drive places for a little bit, Elliot would be like, hey, daddy, I need to go to work. Can I have my laptop, please? And I'm like, you bet, dude. Like, you there get you to go. work. You go make daddy some money. And he didn't right. make daddy any money, but it's okay. <laughs> like, I, think I, I think I can forgive him for that, for, for not making daddy any money. Well, later in life. Later in life. But dude, I do have a question for you though. So What's while up, you're in quarantine, like yeah. has your diet changed at all? I mean, besides just no. the fact of like you can't leave your room to eat. Yeah, I mean, I'm sticking to the, you know, for our listeners, I've been on a diet since uh since January. I've needed to lose I think when I started I needed to lose like ninety pounds. I'm down like thirty six right now. Um, so, uh, I've stuck with my oh, diet. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. The roadcaster has something for you. <laughs> of course, Mark, of course. New toy, you got to show it off, right? Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, no, my diet has remained the same. Janiel's still, um, sticking with it pretty well. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, the worst part about it is I don't have food up here, which is probably a good thing because I'd be bored snacking like all the time. Mm. Like I've been, uh, watching movies and putting puzzles together and reading books, playing my guitar a little bit, but that's, I mean, what else is there to do when you're in like a 10 by 15 room? Watch Detroit <laughs> Tigers reruns. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was watching it. Uh, Detroit Tigers rerun from 2016 today on ESPN. So it was great. You were having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> this is so funny. But so, but here's the real question though that all our mm -hmm. listeners want to know is can Fuller still drink coffee? Fuller is still drinking coffee. Yep. That's the man. What do you drink? Dude, so what are you drinking right now? Because we're not so, we're not drinking the same thing tonight. No, no, we're not, because we are obviously uh not recording together like we normally do. But the hashtag uh, still podcasting. Yeah, yeah. So uh I'm tonight I'm drinking, I think Janiel told me it was the Peruvian uh roast that i had just roasted last week mm. and it's actually pretty pretty darn tasty so a peruvian roast so yeah, is it like peruvian. a darker roast or is it like a lighter roast well see you're getting you're thinking of as beans as roast styles right. it's still the full city roast okay but it's a um it's more of a uh it's got a very subtle cocoa tones mm, and okay. a little bit of toffee slash caramel tones oh that so, would be good it is pretty good. Yeah. It's really good. And see, like you you got this stuff where you're like, yo, like I I roasted it and did this and this and this. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm drinking Dunkin' Donuts decaf. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to go to sleep tonight. To me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I am on a no caffeine day today. And I was texting like some of the teens and they were like, Are you gonna make it? And I'm like, I don't know. I have a headache and it's already four thirty. So mm. so we're just we're we're going through. Going through. I will not be controlled by caffeine because, you know. I'm not about that life. So we're going go. just decaf today. So, oh, if I start acting really like, see, I either get slap happy or 
I mean, I talk slower too. So podcast people might be a little excited that I'm tired because I'll talk slower so people can actually keep up with me. But, right. you know, <laughs> you know, but hey, dude. So before we get into the conversation, though, we got another review. We actually got right. two more since since we last recorded. Um, this one is from M. Stephenson 27. Um, fun fact, I went to undergrad with him actually, and oh, nice. uh, we were, we had the same major. He was on the soccer team. I redshirted my freshman year cause yeah, but, um, super cool dude. Um, really, oh man, they have a gorgeous family. Um, he's a associate pastor, I believe. Um, I don't know exactly where, so Michael, you have to reach out to let me know where you're the associate pastor of, but I haven't seen this dude probably in seven years and just found out last week. He wa- listens to the podcast pretty religiously. Um, but he says his title of the review is Real and Controversial, but Balanced. If you like coffee and digging into the conversations that Christians are too often uncomfortable with, then you will like this podcast. Mark and Chris give a good balance introduction to the topics they tackle. They do a good job evaluating the pros and cons of positions and not simply strong manning the various sides. It is unapologetically a conservative Christian podcast, but without seeking to be more dogmatic than what God is about the controversial and often gray area topics. Wow. That was uh, eloquently written. He like has always been that way, dude. Michael has always been well, well-spoken, well-written. He's a cool dude. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for the review. Get us your information. We'll, uh, well, when I get out of quarantine, I'll send you a little <laughs> RTC mini swag bag. There you go. When when Fuller is actually healthy, and no, he does not sleep next to our our no. our RTC merch, so it will be safe. Uh, right. Yeah. the The RTC merch is nowhere near me, so we're good. <laughs> oh man, I love it. But hey, yeah. So if you want to leave us a review as well and get a mini RTC swag bag. Hit us up on Apple iTunes. We do this thing for free, so the least you could do for us is leave a review. So we would love it if you did that. So Definitely. But no, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation. So Fuller, set us up for this thing, man. Well, I'll set us up the best I can. I mean, I thought this was going to be an easy kind of just go through it together type of conversation. But uh, before we hit the record button... Mark, you were already like, oh, I got a difference. I'm going to push here. back a little bit. It can't be that easy, like, dude. Of course, man. You're going to hit a man while he's down, you know, but all right. <laughs> hey, you asked for it, bro. I'll, I'll do the best I can on my on my uh, cold and flu meds to, to get my point across. <laughs> hey, I'm coming off of the uh, Church Denominations podcast where you were all. Man, I was jazzed. Woo. You, we were both kind of there, so. We'll try to not make this one an hour and 20 minutes long. <laughs> that was fun, though. But no, let's do this <laughs> thing, man. Um, so we're talking about uh, do we need to know God to know what love is? And uh, I'm going to give you my point of view. And then, Mark, you can give yours. And then we can discuss it back and forth, I think, would probably be the best way to handle this. Yeah, sounds good. So from my, uh, my perspective, there are uh, two types of love that is typically seen um, in our world. And uh, one is conditional love. Um, and my definition of that is the love that is given or received based on conditions that are either within or outside of a person's control. And then number two is unconditional love. Um, that's the type of love that is always present without a need of conditions or expectations a love that will always be no matter the circumstances. So in my, uh, in my point of view, uh, I believe that either you love with conditions or it's an unconditional love. Um, 
which one is true love in my opinion uh the unconditional love is the actual love and the conditional love is a facade of love and uh so that's kind of where my standpoint is on it uh mark do you want to jump in yours before we actually dive into the text but no but i mean i agree with that though i mean there's conditional love and unconditional i mean that's that's absolutely no question so I, i'd agree with those definitions 100 percent. okay i just don't want to keep rambling on i like this uh conversation so uh uh, I, I want to kind of give a quick definition of what I found from the dictionary at Cambridge because I saw, thought it sounded sophisticated, you know, <laughs> Cambridge. So uh, they define love in this way. It's to like another adult very much and be romantically or sexually attracted to them or to have strong feelings of liking a friend or a person in your family. So um, to me, that sounds very much conditional. <laughs> so 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 why does that sound conditional to you? Well, uh, you're either loving somebody romantically or sexually, or you're sexually attracted to them. So it's it's again, it's you are loving them romantically or sexually attracted, or you have strong feelings of liking a friend or a person or a family member. So you like them, and there's reasons why we like people. You know, they make us feel good. They're easy to get along with. Um, they, we ha they have the same values, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but we kind of see eye to eye with those people. Oh, and, and I agree with sexual. that. And, and that's kind of where, you know, relationships take bad turns is when, you know, the love that you give is based off of what they can give you in return. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, um, the, the, the thing I kind of get into is, so what is the way Christians are supposed to love? And I think we can all agree. Uh, the way that God wants us to love, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So uh, that's the way the world, you know, we had just talked about the way kind of the world defines love. So how does God define it? And uh, I'm going to read uh, Brando's favorite translation, the ESV here. Mm -hmm. The Reformed <laughs> uh, Bible. It's kind of a long passage, and so bear with me, and I'll break it down real fast um, after I'm done ringing it reading it not ringing it reading it <laughs> uh it's going to be first john four chapter four verses seven through 21 so like i said it's kind of a long passage but it's very very uh important to hear and to understand what we are looking at when we talk about love and so it says beloved let us love one another for love is from god and whoever loves has been born of god and knows god Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In, the, in this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the, pro, to be the prohibition for our sins. Beloved, it, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. Verse 13 says, <clears throat> By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. So we have to come... Oh, I'm sorry. So we have come to know and to believe 
that the love that God has for us, God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence of the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he does, for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Again, that's kind of a long passage. <laughs> so I hope our listeners are still with us. Uh, and, you know, if, if you like listening to Chris read scripture, you can get on the Dwell <laughs> app. And it's the same thing, except for they got some cool music to go along with it. We need some epic it music for when we read scripture. Oh, <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> I think we could do that. But that's that's the biggest passage in the Bible where we learn what is love and how do we right. know love and what what is true love that God showed to us. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, in my in my mind, I'll go over a quick five reasons that um, that I think we need God in order to really love, to really understand what love is. Uh, so number one, God is love, and we see that uh, we see it through the Bible, a lot of places in the Bible, but specifically in First John four eight, when he says, "Anyone who does not uh, anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love." So that's a very piece, important piece of of scripture right there. Those that those however many words one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen words. <laughs> I guess I should have counted this words. Is, <laughs> this is why I'm not a pastor. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it says right there, if anyone who does not love does not know God. Okay. So people are like, okay, so, if, you know, if they're a hateful person, obviously they don't know God. Uh, but what about uh, if, you know, we don't understand lo love? Okay. Well, what is love? Love is God. So if we don't understand God, how can we love? And, and I don't, I don't want to put down of, of like, oh, well, if you're not a sinner, you don't know how to love, period. Because we do see some good things that people try, right? Mm -hmm. We see um, sinners that, you know, love their kids, right? They say they love their kids. We see sinners who have friends that they, they love. Um, and those aren't necessarily bad things, but that's just a facade of what love actually is. So when, when you say facade... You mean mm -hmm. like it's it's a, it's, it's an illusion. fake? It's an illusion? Like it doesn't yeah. exist? It, it's a <clears throat> it's a they think it exists. They believe wholeheartedly exists. But how can they know what love is when love is God and they don't know God? Right. And and see, and and this it, it, is a time. Is let's, it time? Let, let's dive into it. Yeah, we'll take it <laughs> point by point. Is it is Go it ahead. time? So, um. You know, this is where I have my bit of a pushback a little bit because, you know, people, I believe, still can love even if they don't fully know the saving grace of God. Um, and the reason for that, and, and, and I might be getting really technical here with this, is I believe in something called a common grace versus like a special grace or a specific grace. Um, specific grace or special grace, meaning that you receive the saving grace of faith. Um, it's, it's one of the, uh, it's a it's a big tenet inside of Calvinism. Um, where God chooses us, not us choosing God. Um, but on the flip side is the fact that 
all men receive some sort of common grace. And that's obviously found in the Bible because we see that, you know, the, it rains on the just and the unjust. Um, we're all made in God's image. So therefore, we're all God's image bearers, whether we're a follower of Jesus or not. It's just okay, let me, part of Let me creation. stop you right there. Okay. Let me stop you just for a second before I lose this train of thought. But Uh-oh. yes, grace is given unto God, but all grace is not received by all men. Or else it wouldn't be a gift. And if it was received, grace was received by all men, then all men would know Jesus. Correct. That's the specific grace or the special grace. The, there's a common grace, say, though. Where does it say there's a common grace? Where's the scripture on that? Uh, I have lots of it in front of me. Okay, go for it. Let's hear some. Uh, the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. That's Psalm yep. 145, 9. Um, and this is just yeah, the fact he, he of... Give, God. He, he gives mercy, yep. Right, right. And that's that's it. Like, that's the grace. Um, Doesn't mean they understand what mercy is, right? But just because someone doesn't understand it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Okay, but if you're going to give something, don't you have to understand what you're giving? You mean and how can you know something if you don't know where it comes from? Like, if, I, if I'm going to give mercy, but I don't understand mercy, how do I give it? That's true. That's true in that regards. But but in the in this sphere, though, I mean, there's there's a bit of the mystery in it as well as the fact of if we are all made in God's image, if we're all God's image bearers, mm-hmm. that means there's certain attributes of God that goes with us just because we're humans. That's why naturally, I would say, unless you're really corrupt thinking, most people know it's not okay to kill somebody. Like, it's not okay to do certain things. Like, even, even the Apostle were, Paul if, talks about the fact of, there's the laws in people's hearts, and they don't they don't even know our law, but they still follow it. Um, Romans two fourteen says, um, as Paul said, a group of unregenerate Gentiles that they do um, do by the nature things required by the law, for they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. So it's one of those things that inside of us, you know, we still have certain attributes, and we're distorted realities. I would say of of what it means. I mean, we're not good image bearers just because someone is a Christian doesn't mean we always bear God's image as well. But at the same time, I really do think that if there's someone who is not a believer, they still have some grace that is given to them simply because they are living, breathing image bearers of God. Now, so the I believe that the mercy that's given is the uh, the offering of grace and mercy that is extended to every human being throughout time for for a time period um, that they may turn and choose Christ, right? Right. And, and that's the only reason why that they are still living and breathing is because he wants them to choose him because that that offering of grace and mercy has been extended to him, that gift, right? Uh, yes and no. So you believe God just letting people be on the earth because why? Because that's what it says in Ephesians and in parts of Romans. But why? It's something I don't fully understand. I'll admit that. So there's a reason why God allows um, sinners to to, right. to remain I mean, on we the earth, read on the right? one side where, yeah, God's not willing that any should perish. But then on the flip side, we also read that many are called, but few are chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also see, you know, in Ephesians, what is that? Ephesians one, where for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be transformed mm-hmm. into the likeness of himself. Mm-hmm. 
So right off the bat, we know God, to what extent is it God choosing us or us choosing God? Well, at this, I think it's, you know, we talked about this a couple of, or last episode, two episodes ago or something like that, where it's yeah. the same coin, just two different sides. But on the flip side, though, um, it's, I firmly believe that we, someone who's not saved, yes, they can still love. However, it's still, it's a veiled love. It's a distorted love. It's not perfected love. Um, it's kind of like one of those things where when a, this is not an equal comparison, so I'm not calling anybody anything, but like, you know, you think of an animal that's born in captivity, right? They're, they're mm -hmm. born in a zoo. Um, they're living in the zoo. It's awesome. This is great. They, they, they have some wildlife in there. They have some, some plants and they have some trees and they have some rocks and like some zoos, like they'll let, like let animals go or do certain things. So that way they can still have these hunting type things and they're like oh this is great i know what it's like to be a tiger i know what it's like to be a lion until you drop them into the real world and they're like oh man i really did not know what it was meant to be a lion i think that's what it's like for unbelievers where because we're made in god's image there is some some level of grace that that all humans have been given just because we're all made in god's image where we can love like like, like i have unbelievers who you know, yeah, they they truly do love their kids and they really do love their wives. Now, is it is it pure? Is I it wouldn't say so. Is it conditional? I don't think so for their kids. You don't think so? I mean, why would somebody accept to help their kids succeed in life? I mean, isn't I mean, that a normal? Isn't that a normal reality? I can't answer that. I'm just asking questions here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, since since <laughs> since we're both believers, it's hard to, right. to to fully answer that question. I mean, my love for my kids is to show them God's love. That's where I'm at as a Christian. Like, I love my kids because God has given me that love to show towards them. Right. And all my love is is, and I recognize that my love is really God's love, and trying to show them His love the best I can as a sinful human imperfect. Yeah. And we're not going to do um, it right. Their hearts every time. may be, yeah, that their hearts may be turned to him. Like that's where my love is. But I could tell you this, uh, my kids love me with conditions. And you know how I know that? How do you know that Fuller? Because when I punish them or correct them, as I like to call it, I don't like to call it a punishment. It's a corrective action. When I correct them, uh, they go, daddy, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> so to me that that shows and it's not just mike i've seen that oh i've seen a, that all over kids. man yep but they when i'm or i'm mad at you how many times have you heard that when you have to correct an action i'm mad at you i don't like you you know whatever it may be and even some kids may not even say it they just may feel it i remember feeling that way towards my parents if i think back to my childhood um and so it came with conditions i love you when you do things that I like and I want, but when you don't, or when you try to correct me, I no longer care about that. I know I don't like you. I don't like you when you do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, I, I do know what you mean. And I mean, obviously so, we, we so can't, to me, it, oh, ahead, it starts from, I was gonna say, so, so to me, you know, we're trying to separate conditional and unconditional, uh, where we're talking about the facade, right? What actually is love and what we think is actually love. And I think it starts even from I'm looking at my two year old and my three year old who don't know all the philosophies and the biblical, you know, aspects or this, you know, given grace or supposed grace or whatever the common grace or however you labeled it. They don't understand that, but yet they still act 
in a way with conditional and unconditional love, right? Yep. So they, they, they act with conditional love. They love me because I provide for them. I play with them. I take care of them. I show love for them. And so that's why they love me. Now, see, I love them because God has shown me his love for me and shown me how to love my kids the way he loves me. So would you say that, so, so you would say that in terms of the definitions of unconditional love versus conditional love, someone who is an unbeliever would not have the ability to love someone unconditionally with no conditions attached. Correct. And, and, and I get that from, from first John, what says anybody who does not, ha- uh, does not love, does not know God because God is love where it talks about that because God is love, if you don't know God, then how can you know what love is? And when I, when I say love, I'm unconditional love is what I'm talking about. Right. A love without conditions, as we talked about in the beginning of the podcast. And I think we're, we're, we're kind of on the same wavelength. I think the, the main disagreement is, is we're splitting hairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. Cause I call it a, you know, it's a distorted love because if you look further down, I'm, I'm reading through first John four again, cause it talks about, you know, by this is love perfected with us. Um, right. and it, it keeps talking about it's perfected. It's not perfect. Well, it's perfect here. Well, whoever fears it's not perfect in this. And that's why, I mean, you know, for an unbeliever, it's like an unbeliever has the ability to love it's just distorted. It's not perfected. It's not the way it should be. Right. Um, to what extent can someone... I don't think it's it, it's fair to say that an unbeliever could never love correctly. I think that's unfair. Um, however, I would say that's not the natural posture okay, it's, of an unbeliever. Let me, let me try to break it down a little bit here. Break it, break it. Break it, break it down? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... If if I told you to take a um, a fifty caliber rifle, all right, and you knew nothing about guns whatsoever, I told you to take a fifty caliber rifle and I want you to shoot that Coke bottle top that's three hundred yards downrange. Oof. Okay, but you've never seen a gun. You never you never touched a gun in your life. You think you could do it? Uh, I don't think you'd figure out how to no. turn the safety off. Or if I would, <laughs> I'd probably be looking down the barrel. <laughs> so, so that's my, I mean, you wouldn't know how to load it. You wouldn't know how to, to take safety off. You wouldn't know how to sight the gun in correctly. You wouldn't even know how to aim it correctly to hit that target. Right. So if that target is love, right. And the rifle is, is, is a portion of the love and that bullet is a portion of love. And in order to actually love, you have to get that bullet to hit that, that bottle cap 300 yards down range, but you've never know you don't know how to use a gun. Right. Right. And so what do you need? Okay, well, I need God. Okay, now this is a Christian, all right? So now I'm going to the gun master, and I'm having the gun master teach me how to shoot this rifle to hit that bottle cap 300 yards downrange. I guess that's the way I, I look at it. I like that. I like that illustration. So that's, that's that, kind that of the way. That paints a really good picture. Yeah, I mean, you can grab the gun. And maybe and, once, and, uh, maybe lucky if you're lucky. <laughs> I, yeah, I just don't think you could, but uh, you know, you can try to do it, but I'm not saying that, that believe or unbelievers don't try to actually love. I'm just saying that they can't, they are just not capable without God of actually loving because God is love. That's what I'm trying to say. I got, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like I said, I think we're splitting hairs here. I, I think we, we, we agree on the, on the main point <laughs> that we need God to actually love unconditionally. Correct. Yep. So 
all right. So we go no, through yeah, that. Let's all keep, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep <laughs> that, going. That keep was going. Re- that, that was reason one <laughs> out of five. I think we're gonna agree with the other ones, though. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so reason two, I would say, uh, we only love God because He first loved us, right? And this comes from First John uh, four nine through ten and four nineteen, kind of spells it out for us. And uh, we'll go over. I'll go ahead and read it again. Uh, so v- verse nine says. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his son into the world so that we may live through him. In this love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be prohibition for our sins, right? That was uh, verses 9 and 10. And then we skip ahead to uh, verse 19. It says, we loved because he first loved us. So I think point number two, that why we need to see that we need God to actually love is because he loved us first, right? And we can't understand what love is, as we talked about in point one, without knowing who God is. Mm-hmm. So we need to understand that aspect that God loved us first. Um, and we did not choose to love God first. God has always loved us or else he wanted to send Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. So that was kind of my, uh, my point too. Um, and then... Um, verses 15 and 16 kind of break it down a little bit more for us. At least that's what I put in my notes. So let me read it here. <laughs> oh, yeah, here it is. So it says, whoever confesses the, uh, that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know uh, and to believe that God, uh, believe the love that God has for, uh, oh, yeah, God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. So again, it breaks it down in 16, the beginning there about, uh, we have come to, oh, I'm sorry, verse 15. Wow. I just, I kind of messed up in my notes. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, even think good, I read the right. Did I read the right ones? I think so. But anyways, verse 15 said, whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So that kind of breaks it down as to, um, God loved us first and that's how we, reciprocate the love that God has already shown us because he obviously showed it by sending his son Jesus. And so we got to confess that Jesus is the son of God and and that way God abides in us. And and there's, you know, we all kind of know as Christians, if you're listening, um, what it actually looks like to surrender to Christ. Any, anything you got to add there, Mark, on that one? Not really, dude. I'm just listening and enjoying it. (laughs) I kind of sermoned this one again. You did. I'm just, (laughs) I'm sitting back and enjoying it, man. So, uh, point number three, um, true love, uh, that God has given is shown by our love for others. Now this is kind of the kick I've been on lately because, uh, I'm going to admit to our RTC family here. Uh, I struggle with this one. I struggle with, I mean, I'm good with, um, loving like my family or like close friends, but loving others in general, not so much, you know, loving those who hate you, loving your enemy, loving just random people. I'm just not that good at that, which I'm trying to get better. But um, so w- what I wanted to break down was this was in First uh, John 4, 11 and 12, which we read. Uh, it says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Now, Mark, why do you think it, he added uh, his love is perfected in us? At the end of uh, verse 12. You know, it's one of those things where I feel like we're, we're in progress, like we're, we're in process. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like we're we're never quite there. Um, but at the same time, if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Um, I think it's the closer we stay to God, the closer we are to be able to to love in the way that he loves. Um, so I, I'm actually thinking a lot, dude, like this is this is going to sound really funny, but I'm sitting back and I'm just like I'm I'm actually looking over my life and I'm like crap, do I really love people the way I'm supposed to? <laughs> right. Well, like, so, like, I feel like I'm the listener on the podcast and this end. Like, I'm just, I'm processing as we're talking. So to me, when it says, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. And then he dives right into it because no one has ever seen God, right? And when we go, I, I think about, uh, you know, the, the, you may be entertaining angels unaware, right? That whole scripture and I'll refer to you on finding that scripture eventually or putting it in the show notes, but um, about how we need to love, love people. And and why is it say, uh, if we love one another, God is, abides in us and his love is perfected in us because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to love others. Yeah. And that's the Hebrews 13 two, where it says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. There you go. Or by doing um, some people entertain angels. Right. Unaware. There you go. Right. Thank you. I You're knew welcome. it. My concordance. Nah, <laughs> I'm just the Google. But uh, yeah, so uh, so loving others is hard, you know. Especially once we get into to true love, like the way God loves, loving your enemies, loving those who hate and persecute you. The Bible talks about it's hard, so hard to do that. Uh, and then if we jump into verse 21 and it says, and this commandment we have from him, whosoever loves God must also love his brother. And I mean, brother, neighbor, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the time in, in the New Testament translation over, aren't those words very similar? I believe they are. Which, the which word specifically? Brother, most of the time when oh, it's yeah. referring to this, right? Mm-hmm. From the Greek. I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I'd have to, I'd have to go back and double check, but I'm pretty sure it is. And so, um, man, it's just, uh, you can't say you love God and hate your brother. You know, it, it, it the two do, shall never intertwine in, in God's eyes. And so it's that, that true love, uh, is shown, shown by the love for your, for others, right? For your brothers, for your neighbors. Right. Now, I will um, say, though, that this passage specifically, though, is talking about the church, loving right, other correct. brothers in the church. Correct. Yeah. And, and correct. I mean, obviously, we're supposed to love everybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm not but giving a, a highway. How off. many How many people in the church are like at odds with each other? Oh, my goodness. Like, dude, <laughs> we just had this co- the you conversation. You can just the other like day. sometimes, even at Southside, just walk into a room and just feel the hostility in the air and the tension and it's like it's not supposed to be this way people but i get it now because like i have to struggle with that too like you know i used i thought i was as easy going as it was but now all of a sudden like the longer i've been an adult and the less um i just i tongue clicked again i apologize (laughs) but 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 the more i'm the adult (laughs) and the more i've I've been around in the world and longer at a church the more i'm like yeah hurt people hurt people and people in the church hurt you so it's like how do you respond to that and they're sitting right over there it's like i don't know can i just can i go sit in the sound booth please (laughs) let me go hide (laughs) like it's not okay but that's my inerrant reaction because i'm like i don't want to deal with this right and i think Mm -hmm. a lot of people are that way yeah yeah like i said i struggle with it myself so, I mean, and that's, that's me being real with our listeners right now. I, I struggle with, um, loving others, brothers, even, um, the way that we're supposed to, 
you know, like you said, we get in a disagreement or whatever. And it's like, I'd rather just like sit over on this side. Right. Like (laughs) for me, it's like mine's more of, I have a hard time doing that. Not if someone unintentionally does something to me, it makes it awkward. Like it it obviously does, but it's more of when someone actually does hurt me. Um, right. Whether it's intentional or not, there's a follow through. Mm -hmm. That's more so when it, when it gets hard, you know? Right. Exactly. All right. Well, let's let's dive back into it. Yeah, we'll, number we'll jump through four? number four. Yep, we're jumping on to number four, and it's uh, true love through God casts out all fear. Man, this 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 passage of scripture is just so packed full of what love is. It just it blows my mind every time I read it. But uh, I get this from we read it again, and I'm going to read it for our listeners one more time. It's First John four uh, seventeen through eighteen. And it says, by this is love perfected with us uh, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been, been perfected in love. Now, Mark, what do you think that's saying to us? I mean, we know this is an important part of love, the, this passage of Scripture. So why why that? I mean, we, you know, I, I put down the point of, uh, you know, true love through God casts out all fear, right? Right. And I, I think the question is, what is the fear? Right. You know, at the end of verse 18, it says, for fear has to do with punishment, but what whoever right. fears has not been perfected in love. I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, I, I picture like a boss employee relationship where if the employee fails, they instantly fear of being punished. Um, but you know, at the, on the flip side, the, the, when the boss comes alongside and shows the love and grace and helps corrects it. I mean, obviously if an employee sucks too much, they'll get their butts fired. But, um, but you know, if someone does not fear messing up there's a lot of love and camaraderie in that like i like i picture mm-hmm. a lot of these entrepreneurs that i follow who have these teams of like 12 people and they actually encourage their people to risk things um because mm-hmm. you can't grow without risk and they don't fear because they know that their boss their employer whoever actually does love them so it almost makes me wonder on the flip side of if we have this feeling on the backside where we don't have anything to fear because God has conquered everything. So therefore, why do I need to fear what God's going to do to me as long as I'm walking through love? Um, right. And if I mess up as a Christian, yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's like our, our gut reaction with Adam and Eve is to go hide. It's it's to cover things up. Um, but the thing is, is First John 4, uh, what is it, verses 7 through 21, isn't this little island of a Bible passage. It actually comes out of the same book that says, if we confess our sins one to another and bring them into the light and we walk in the light as he is in the light, we'll have fellowship with one another. I think this is part of a big picture here right. where if, we, if we're if we walking in the light together, people are going to mess up, people are going to make mistakes. But if we, if we know love covers a multitude of sins, 1 Corinthians 13, we shouldn't have to, to live in fear of what do they think, what are the, how are they going to respond because we should all be responding in love. And if, 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 if the entire church is acting in love, I don't know if there would ever be fear in the building. Yeah, exactly. Or in See, the community, I, you know? I think you said it. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. I couldn't have said it any better myself. But how exactly does for, that play out? Whew. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to add, too, 
that we talked about another type of fear uh, in episode 32 about uh, getting saved only to escape hell. Oh, right? yep. Mm-hmm. So that's another type of fear that we can have. So I would just tag that on uh, to everything you just said, which was beautifully said, uh, that we can also, uh, if we are saved because of fear of hell, that's also a fear that if you understand and know who God is, because God is love and you understand that love, then you won't fear hell. <laughs> I mean, you'll fear the one who could send you there, but not not in an unhealthy way. All right, and, and the you, same with the unforgivable you, sin. You don't need a fear, did, right. did I commit this or not? Exactly. So, all right, well, let's jump into the last point I have here. Point uh, number five. Point number five, it says, uh, we cannot hate or ignore our brother and say we love God. So again, I'm jumping back and reiterating the supposed to have love for others. Uh, and I get that from first John four, 20 and 21, where it says, if anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. And again, that's like you were talking about. We can't just ignore or be fearful out of whatever tift that we have going on. Um, we still have to love and and commit to one another and work through things together. That is our commandment. And and I don't know yep. about you, dude, but I'm not feeling too good right now. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm, I'm reading these this, and like, I'm like, uh... <laughs> dang, this is one of those sermons you're preaching to yourself while you're going through it. Like I'm I'm right. thinking through actual scenarios in my head and just going. Oh man, I suck. Oops. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, oh yeah, no. Definitely. Like, and there's a lot of humility that comes along with this that I don't want to swallow. Yeah. Well, man. Again, that's why I said that I struggled the same thing. You know, <laughs> I, I've been struggling. I and uh writing this out, these these uh show notes. because uh, if you're new to the the listening to the show, uh, you know, usually we record two episodes when we get together to record and usually I write down the show notes for one Mark writes down the show notes for others. So this happened to be my gift from Mark this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if I asked for this gift though, bro. No, you didn't. (laughs) Well, it was, it was in our list of topics that people have sent to us to talk about or whatever. So yeah. So it was, uh, it was pretty hard to write. You know, it's, it's, this is one of those things. And I think this is where, you know, we come back full picture where we can't truly love in this specific way without knowing God. Because even right. for for you and I, who are who are believers, we're sitting here going like, "I don't want to do this." Like, right? I don't, I don't want to do this. But then there's the passage. Um, I think it's right at the beginning where it's like, uh, "No, you need to love people in the same way that God loved you." And right. it's like. Exactly. I don't, I don't want to do that. And I think that's where yeah. a lot of, a lot of Christians are. Cause you know, and, and, and I think now that we look back, yeah, it's splitting hairs because even I think the apostle Paul said, or was it Jesus? I don't know. Um, and where they said that, um, even the unbeliever can love their friend, but it takes a real somebody to love even their enemy. Right. Yeah, I think he was speaking to believers mm-hmm. in that aspect, and I believe it was Paul. I believe. Are yeah, you looking I don't know. It up? Yes, I am. <laughs> Always am. Yep. 
so uh yeah but it's again i believe that was in reference to believers of how easy it is to love your brother uh and i think it was in corinthians it was actually so jesus matthew 5 was it oh yeah if you love those who love you what reward will that get you are not even the tax collectors doing that hmm. so yeah, yeah that was jesus that was jesus speaking to the five thousand there you well, go five thousand men <laughs> five thousand men the not the women and the children but but no yeah. it's this is one of those conversations where i think this is just the tip of the iceberg where you know if someone really you know reflects and thinks okay so it's one thing to love someone who's been kind to me it's one thing to be you know love someone who loves me back but when people don't how do you respond Right. And I think that's that's the question we have to ask today with with all these different things. How do we respond to this? You know, well, and you have to also I think my final thought is ask yourself, um, are you loving um, with conditions? Are you loving whoever because of, uh, you know, the way it makes you feel or the way it makes them feel, which makes you feel a certain way or you get something out of it? Or are you loving unconditionally that no matter what they do, you will continue to love that them? and do what's best for them because that's the way that God loves us. And that's the way first John here talks about how we should love. So that's my final thought. I love it. That, th that conversation maybe brings up a, a different topic that we can talk about later with the idea of how do you put other people's needs ahead of your own and, and serve them, but also taking care of yourself in such a way where you're able to do that. Where's that fine line? Cause that's something I've thought of is because, you know, obviously, because people are always like, you know, um, oh, I, <laughs> I forget what the hashtag was, but but basically it's like, you know, it's, it's like self-care and all these different things. And you can't pour out until your cup is filled up. Um, right. So where's that line between taking care of yourself, but also putting other people's needs ahead of your own, you know, because mm -hmm. yeah, eventually you're going to you if, if you take that all the way to the to the bank you, you won't have any food in your house or water or you won't even have a house right. so it's like where's the line i don't know maybe that's a conversation for a different day but it's add it to the topic notes add it to the, the topic the i love it man no you get your final thoughts dude i don't have any final thoughts i'm i'm chewing i'm thinking i i don't like this conversation because it's like oh, I, what i like it when i can get I you thinking <laughs> And hopefully, hopefully you guys, listeners at home or on the commute or at school, wherever the heck you are, um, hopefully you're well, thinking too. Oh, COVID-19. Maybe Nobody's you're, maybe you're doing your e-learning. There you go. Or what you should be doing is your e-learning. Um, <laughs> who knows? Maybe a miracle happened, but, um, but wherever you are, you know, think about this. You know, I've been quiet a lot this episode because I'm chewing over it. I'm thinking about it. And so hopefully you guys aren't just suppressing these conversations down. But if, if God's pricking your mind on something, how are you supposed to act in love towards the people that, let's be honest, are unlivable? Mm, yeah. You know, that's, 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 that's my thought. I like it. I like it. Food for thought. I love food it. Food for thought. But speaking of food, mm, I'm going to transition that way. Because you read the the fun. Fact I read the fun fact for this one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good one. Though. But Fuller, you know, if they've been with us for a while, they always know that we do fun facts with Fuller at the end. So Fuller, I, I already know you got a fun fact, but I got to ask: Was this a hard one for you to write since you're in quarantine? It was. It gave me some cravings. Gave you some cravings. Definitely did. So, but I'll. Uh, yeah, the fun fact with Fuller of the day. 
Did you know, Mark? Obviously, you did because you read it. <laughs> Cheater. I, 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 didn't, I didn't read the next uh, one. M&M stands for Mars and Murray. Forrest Mars, son of the Mars Company founder, first spotted the British confection Smarties during the Spanish Civil War and noticed the candy shell prevented the chocolate from melting. He teamed up with Bruce Murray, son of Hershey's chocolate, chocolate's president, and the company later trademarked the melts in your mouth, not in your hand slogan. There, so you, there go. you go. It, now you know where Eminem and what it means. Wasn't this like around like the World War II time or something like that too? Spanish Civil War. The Spanish Civil War. Well, I feel like it had, what year was the Spanish Civil War? Oh, you ask such difficult questions that only Google can answer. Let me that only on Google can answer. Are you going to look look it up? Yep. The Spanish Civil War. I always thought it was World War Two. Spanish Civil War was uh, July seventeenth, nineteen thirty six, through April first, nineteen thirty nine. So right I before World War Two. Right before World War Two. Ah, my yeah. time frame was still good. It was close. You were, you were pretty darn <laughs> close, sir. It was close. But hey, guys, I just want to say thank you guys again for joining Real Talk Christian. Um, we appreciate you guys a lot. Feel free to give us a comment or review. Hit us up on the Facebook, the Instagram, or the Twitter, or the email at realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. Fuller, any last thoughts before we go? No, man. Just uh, everybody have a blessed week. Yep. Stay safe, safe and don't get COVID. That's right. Take it easy. <laughs>